Welcome back to the Any Given Thursday podcast um, in our new allotted time slot of weekend. Um, we watched some soccer on Thursday. That was your cue. Oh, that was my cue. Wow, that was a great introduction. Uh, yeah, so we also watched the group stage draws on Friday morning. Well, well, I didn't watch the Europa League draw because it was at 7 a.m. local time. I assume and... everybody got up at 7 a.m. Eastern to, to watch the draws. Yeah, I mean, I did not because I value sleep substantially more than I value this podcast. Dog got me up at 7, but I had to go to work. Yeah. So I didn't watch the draws. But very interesting draws. I do love, and I feel like I need to mention this, knockoff Ranieri, who does the draws. I don't know his actual name, but he looks exactly like Claudio Ranieri. And it's amazing. He's just a smaller version of him. And he does the little UEFA draws. It's great. It's it's like his big thing. It is his big thing. He's one thing. I know UEFA is super corrupt. There's no way that man has ever done anything wrong in his life. It's like how the the uh, vice uh, president of the NBA, that dude, you know, mm-hmm. he gets to do the lottery, yeah. the draft lottery, and that's like his big day. His one year. thing that he yeah. does in the public eye. Yeah. yeah. But, all right. Should we, you know, transition talking about Thursday before we talk about the Friday draws? Yeah, let's talk the, about what happened. The Europa League playoff round, the last round to make the group stage. Huge games for these teams. Has to be said, though, that it wasn't the most really spectacle of playoff qualification rounds mm-hmm. um nothing went to extra time nothing went to penalties um there was a few comebacks but not too much drama sparta prague you'd have to say is the biggest uh the biggest win- winner on the day having uh having overturned a uh a big deficit yeah um, it was a three to one deficit yeah. after the first leg, right? Yep. Yep. And managed to go home and turn that around. It took an 87th minute goal from Olatunji to seal it for them. Another Olatunji, one of my one of my favorite players. Yeah. It was give me some facts about Olatunji. Well, uh it's will come as a surprise to zero people. He is another Nigerian striker. Oh yeah. I know how we feel about Nigerian strikers There's on no this podcast. The position. It's amazing. He has European experience. He was on AEK Lenarca the last couple seasons. Oh, yeah, he was. Struggled to get game time, was loaned to Sloven Liberec as well. Uh, came through uh, Ike Oro Kalini in the Cypriot fourth division. I don't know if I don't know if he they were in the fourth division when he was there, but it says they're currently in the fourth division. I didn't even so, know there was fourth division I in the Cypriot League. How is there? How are there that so it's kind teams? of a crazy story. That was only three years ago, two or three years ago. Well, he was twenty three. So. Yeah, that he was playing down there. So he's yeah. made quite the step up over the last couple of years, and now getting game time for a pretty prestigious club in mm-hmm. Sparta Prague, and going to be playing. It looks like in a Europa League group stage as well. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Zagreb, meanwhile, are uh, uh, sent down to the conference. And yeah. they'll be joining us there. Um, this is, I don't, I feel like Zagreb, when I look at their team over the last couple of years, they're not year. that strong this year. No, not at all. No. Um, they've lost a lot of really key players over the last couple of years. Obviously, uh, they, Livakovic is gone. Sutlo, I think that's mm-hmm. a huge loss for them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like normally I would say, oh, Zagreb in the conference league, that screams semifinal, mm-hmm. at least. This year, I'm not, I feel like I don't, think they're going to be very strong 
Yeah, I remember they got they got knocked out of the Champions League qualifying by Athens, AEK Athens, mm-hmm. um, who looks strongish this year, but it's definitely not their most, you know, it's not like the year that they knocked out Jose's Tottenham mm-hmm. through a ridiculous Orsic hat trick. Yeah. Um, Orsic always seemed to pop up in those like big moments in Europe, but he's not there anymore. Yeah. So, um, and he's old anyway, so fuck him. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm sure that there are players on this team that are younger that will be superstars within a couple seasons because it always feels that way at Zagreb. I like Batarina, one of their midfielders. I think he could be really, really good. He's been linked away already. He's only 20, but it just doesn't feel like one of those classic Zagreb teams. And yeah. Zagreb, of course, one of the big clubs in the in the country and pretty well known for just being a pipeline of great young Croatians. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they'll rebound. They're still probably going to win the league. <laughs> probably. They do every year. They beat Rijeka on the last weekend, I think, mm-hmm. um, who we'll get to today as well, um, having a competitive tie in the Conference League playoff. Um, another game that was a bit tight, uh, Zoria beat Slavia Prague 2 on the day, but it isn't enough um, to go through. Slavia Prague wins 3-2 on aggregate. Um, this one was in, uh, well, not in the Ukraine, but you know, wherever Slovenia, you know, wherever it is that Zoria are playing. Yeah, uh, Zoria might feel a little hard done. They're up two nil going with the last ten minutes to go. About to send it to extra time. Mm-hmm. Late winner in the tie, um, from Prague, um, or from you know the, the other half yeah. of Prague, um, uh, and they'll both they're both through to the Europa League final. The 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 rivals. Um, I think Slavia maybe got a little bit fortunate here. Zoria looked like they had were capable of turning the tie around for a minute there. Um, the other thing we should talk about in the Europa League is, of course, our dear friends Key Klaxvik, um, who, you know, a couple weeks ago confirmed that they would be the first Faroese team in a European group stage. It was just a matter of which. Um, they did eventually get out of the Champions League. Um, and now here getting eliminated from the Europa League by Sheriff, but fuck was it close. They got a 1-1 um, in the Faroe Islands last week, mm-hmm. uh, which started to look like an absolute European fortress. Yeah, they allowed one goal at home through all of Fall Fires. Yeah, and they're, Sheriff, they were man. playing big teams too. Yeah. Um, so Sheriff, of course, their profile maybe wasn't that high until they beat Real Madrid in the Champions League a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but their profile is pretty high now, considering you know the scale of club and size of the country that they're in mm-hmm. um slash maybe a country within a country uh not for us to say yeah um, we probably shouldn't get too deep but yeah this that. one he responded with an early sheriff penalty in the first half to level things up but um wasn't enough in the 74th minute um sheriff was able to see the tie through with armal zohori's goal mm-hmm. um but another thing to note about key is that this isn't like uh they have 20 percent possession and they're a few set pieces. They're not like the Icelandic national team where, like, no offense to how they played, but it was a lot of, like, smart set pieces, throw-ins, good defending. Yeah, you're um, seeing when they made counters. their Euro runs. Yeah. yeah. Key had 50% of the ball. They had more shots on target than Sheriff. Like, they toe-to-toe, even, even team, which, again, it's just an astounding thing to say. Yeah, and um, it's – I mean, we'll get into this, I think, when we talk about the draw, but really impressive defensive shape as well. Out of uh, he like they don't give a ton of ground to opponents, and it's going to be tough to go out and get consistent wins against them in a group stage. 
Yeah, it's going to um, be hard to uh, hard to beat them, especially in, in the Faroe Islands. But now we've seen that they're no slouches away from home either yeah. in the last couple of rounds. And we should say, like, Sheriff, since the game against Real Madrid, have really turned that into a very consistent European outfit. I mean, yeah, we've seen them in the Europa League for They're another always year around here. They perform well when they're Even playing they in Europe. Even they their team every yeah. year. Yeah. They seem to do a really good job of managing the finances there which i mean it's helped well, they're owned by, by a giant yeah. conglomeration first, yes so. <laughs> in the region but yeah that, that, that probably helps. like most of the gdp of the <laughs> of transnistria yeah. yeah um but whatever um another close one uh lask was able to hold on against zrinski um drawing one one and going through three two mm-hmm. um hacken had a nice away performance at aberdeen winning three one and winning the tie five three Aberdeen, perhaps a little unlucky here. I feel like this was a pretty even game. Could have gone either way, but you know, yeah, but they they were a little soft and conceding. Yeah. Um, and they dropped into the conference. Like Aberdeen do, I will say, look talk about them more in the fall, but I think this is the best looking Aberdeen team in a little bit. Um, they look a little more cohesive with the ball, playing some actual football. Mm-hmm. Um we should say as well, um Ibrahim Sadiq, who scored like six goals or i mean he scored a crazy amount of goals and qualifiers for hawken mm. uh he moved to azed like immediately after oh, yeah. the game as well bummer so they're gonna be missing him come the group stage Their but best player yeah i mean but he definitely looks like a deserved move for him he was tearing it apart in qualifiers and azed you know getting another good striker in but not enough against the pharaohese <laughs> um elsewhere some comfortable, uh, some comfortable qualifiers to the group stage here. Saint Gilles, I thought might be a candidate to face some pressure from Lugano, mm-hmm. um, away from home as that first game, despite being a two 0 win for them, was pretty, pretty much could have gone either way. Not the case. They battened down the hatches. Um, they had the majority of the good chances. Lugano never really looked into it. Uh, the early Saint Gilles goal was plenty to get the second second clean sheet. They're through. Olympiacos beat the shit out Kukuriki for the second straight week. Um, Ajax didn't put in a great performance at Ludogorets, but they didn't really have to. Yeah, I mean, they Being lost, which is, is embarrassing a little bit, but yeah, you already... Yeah, really felt like the tie was at risk. Um, they went 4-2 on aggregate. Um, Eris Limassol uh, put in a thrilling 6-2 performance, eliminating Slovan Bratislava. Um, we mentioned that was one that we expected to maybe be turned around last mm-hmm. week. And it was convincingly, um, Eris looks pretty good in qualifiers right now, actually. Um, and uh, they sent Sylvan Bratislava packing down a division. Um, and Karabag saw Olympia Ljubljana. Um, first half penalty was enough to uh, get a 3-1 aggregate victory. Mm-hmm. It was a overall rough day for Balkan countries, it looks like. You hate I to mean, see it. Kukuriki getting smacked again. Uh, Zrinski losing to Lask, which I mean, that was pretty expected. And then Sloven Bratislava and Dinamo Zagreb thrown away. As Sloven isn't really a Balkan country, Slovakia, no. no, but you know, just throwing it away. None of the Balkan teams advanced. That's tough. Yeah, it's tough for them. Uh, should we go on to the our group stage draws then? Yeah, so if you were up early in America or at a very normal time in Europe where these mm. draws take place then you might have watched the Europa League draw and all of its fanfare and glory. The first team drawn 
was West Ham, who are going to be high, headlining Group A. Conference League champions. A very tough group. Very tough group. For West Ham. Uh, they have Olympiacos is there. Freiburg is there as well. And TSC, Baca Tapola as well. Is also there. Is also there. <laughs> uh, they're, uh, they're from Serbia. They don't play a lot of European football, but... no. Uh, you know, Google doesn't even give them a badge. They played in the They're Europa just a League. Just a gray badgeless team on yeah. Google. They played in the Europa League a couple of years ago. This is only their second time ever in Europe, but I mean that has to be kind of an exciting group to get. You have yeah. away day trips to London, to Freiburg, and to Athens. Yeah, and they get some good. Uh, they get some good teams coming to visit them. Mm-hmm. West Ham, of course, defending Conference League champions. They'll hope not to be defending that title. Yes, um, I think they'll be okay in this group. Um, Freiburg is probably, you know, second favorites. Um, mm. They just got absolutely hammered today, Freiburg. Yeah, 5 nothing um, to Stuttgart. Yeah, who were... But you look at, like, that chances mm. in the XG and they were the even, so yeah. it was probably one of those free games. Mm. Um, Olympiakos looks much improved from the team we saw last year, yeah. um, but this is probably not the group they were hoping for. Um, I think they can feel confident that, you know, they'll believe in themselves, back themselves to finish in the top two, I think. But yeah. I third is it seems most likely for them mm-hmm. um yeah i agree with you i think this could be tricky for freiburg and west ham if they split their games mm-hmm. i feel like it come down to whoever gets which results in greece if the you get a win in greece Yacos isn't a thing anybody wants to experience so. no and if you get a win there though you should be yeah. able to get out of this group yeah and speaking of greek teams that yeah. with difficult ass away days speak yeah this is uh definitely the toughest group I would say yeah, a bit of in a the Europa group, League, bit of a brutal group. Group B, it looks like a Champions League group, except for one team, but <laughs> it's Ajax, Marseille, Brighton, and AK Athens. Uh, what a I, group! I mentioned Brighton is the team that doesn't look like a yeah. Champions League group, but this, they're this playing the best team in this. Dom- domestically, yeah. they're playing like a Champions League yeah. team. They are. They beat the shit out of Newcastle today. Um, they are about to get remarkably insanity league. About to receive on Sufati yes. for Barcelona um, on a one-year loan deal. No option to buy, um, but still pretty miraculous if you think about Brighton's history. Um, how they were never really a top-tier team mm-hmm. until the last 10 years. And how they, uh, even a couple of years ago, when they were battling against relegation, even though they were playing pretty good football, they were struggling for goals and they way over underperformed XG. And were like, what happens if they go down um, under Grand Potter there? And now they have Ansu Fati, yeah. who debuted at like 16 for Barcelona, yeah. 17. I think he was so, the youngest goal scorer ever for either Barcelona or Spain. It was one of those two. Pretty insane. Yeah. And now he's playing for Brighton mm. on the South Coast. Yes. What are, I mean, their fans must just be like pinching themselves because yeah. what a journey they've been on here. They look fantastic. They'll be the favorites in this group, I think. I, I don't know I think if they will, they will be. Ajax is because there's a lack of European like experience That's on true. that team. And so talented, though. I mean, Marseille is Marseille. Marseille's Marseille. Marseille do look pretty strong as well. Start the they year. Can. Their only bad performances have come. I mean, they struggled a little bit against Nantes, but that was in Nantes, so pretty yeah. usable. And they struggled against Mets because they could not contain Georgis Mikatautse, who happens to be the new striker for Ajax. That's fun. Who just moved right yeah. before the deadline. Yeah. So I do I'm replace Kudus. Yeah, I do like this Ajax team. More than you Nobody, do. Who's got an but... answer for Brian Barabi? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Who's got an answer for Mika Talbot? He's a thick boy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but... I mean, Ajax are still kind of playing their way into form. I think they 
obviously had a bad year last year for their standards. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure they have the cohesion. David Klassen just left for Inter, and he's been there for a while. I think they just don't have the cohesion right now, and they're still figuring themselves out. So it would behoove them to do that sooner rather than later. So Because yeah. um, they're not going to really have any room for error in this group because mm-hmm. even in the against the worst team, AK Athens, especially on an away day there, that is this is this is some really good atmospheres in this group. Yeah. Um AEK is one of the toughest places to go, I think, in all of Europe. They have some mm-hmm. crazy fans. Um, they'll be putting on some fantastic displays, I think, um, with TIFOs and they'll like obviously go into the velodrome in Marseille is always pretty special. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they have a real like hate and hate relationship with the team in the last couple of years. <laughs> uh I Marseille, remember, had a really embarrassing out of the of Europe last year. Mm-hmm. Um finishing dead last of their Champions League group when they probably should have gone through. Yeah. Um, so I I just don't trust them in no, the European group ever. Totally fair. So I don't even know. I don't quite know what to do with For me, the concern here. for Marseille is more, I'm not a Marcelino fan. Yeah. And I was a huge fan of Igor Tudor, who was there last year. Marcelino and they did still an okay great. job at like Bilbao at yeah. the Athletic Club. But they do have, I think, the European experience for some of these players. I mean, Valen- He took Valencia to a cup final too. Yeah. Walking Correa, Obama Yang, Renan Lodi, uh, Jordan Vertu. They've all been on teams that have gone super deep in the Champions League. I think they've all played in Champions League finals as uh, well. Obama Yang hasn't. Was he on Chelsea when they won a Champions League? Or was he on that? I team? thought he was on one of those Chelsea teams. Maybe I'm getting my years wrong. Oh, Obama Yang came in after. After that? After the title. Win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But, I mean, they've all had a ton of European experience. And those are guys mm-hmm. that feel like especially at the Europa League level as opposed to the Champions League level, mm-hmm. you can rely on to get it done, right? Um, but, you know, there is still – it's Marseille. They're very – yeah, untrustworthy team, very volatile team there. Yeah. Um, I would favor Ajax to get through this group either first I or agree. second. I think I agree that Marseille uh, – with Marseille finishing third. I think mm-hmm. I'd pick Brighton, Ajax, Marseille tentatively. Yeah. But uh, this yeah. isn't a predictions pod. We'll do that next we'll week. We'll do that next week. Um, let's move down to Group C then. Uh, which features Rangers, Real Betis, Sparta Prague, and Eris Limassol. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about what do you this think about one? This looks group? like it's going to be softer. substantially softer. A little doyo around the stomach, mm-hmm. around the midsection. It looks like it'll be a battle for second. Real Betis should be by far the strongest. Definitely. Rangers and Sparta Prague will be really interesting matchups. It is. I think, I think Rangers will be thrilled with this group because. Mm-hmm. Um, You'd think in a Europa League group that they may that they're likely to be the third best team at best. Mm-hmm. Um, as we saw last year, they weren't really cut out for the level of competition in the group. Um, but they kind of got lucky here. They, I mean, there's no guarantee. Sparta Prague, you know, had solid qualifying here, and Eris is not. Eris isn't like a walk in the park, especially away. Mm-hmm. So I think I'd maybe tentatively favor them second right now. But I think Sparta Prague is plenty capable of going through. Yeah, I just. I think if Real Betis get less than uh, 15 points in this group, it's a disappointment for them. Sure. So that's, You're giving them one slip-up? I'm giving them one slip-up. Yeah. One, you know, a loss at the Ibrox. Maybe one draw away and one loss away. Yeah, a loss at the Ibrox, that or totally forgettable. Yeah. yeah. Um, But you need to be getting a ton of points. If you're Real Betis, you be, need to be getting yeah. I'd be shocked buy. if they didn't finish first. If you don't um, get the buy here, that's super yeah. disappointing. They have some nice pieces right now, Real Betis. They've done a pretty good job building this team out. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, and they did get hammered, but they were up two nil at, at, uh, athletic club and lost four two, yeah. but you know, an away day we'll see. hope that's probably just a, 
Yeah. They'll be competing for top four. I think the next group, Group D, is sneakily one of the most fun groups here. It's a hipster one for sure. Yes. Atalanta are always a fun team to watch as well. Great and Europa it, League team. Perfect for the Europa League with the, with the lineups they have right now. Mm-hmm. You know, when in the time they were making top four, uh, they started having kind of an aging squad. Mm-hmm. They needed a little rebuild, and they've done a nice job refreshing the team with a bunch of young players, including uh, uh, the best player in Italy, uh, De Quintelaire. Because the he's off to a great start for them, of yeah. course, naturally scored in his first game for best them. Player, well, course. second best player in Italy. Yeah. After Christian Pulisic. Oh, naturally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The American hero. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Atalanta, I think it's a while. I don't know how they're going to handle Europe because it's not a super deep and flushed out squad still because they like to keep it pretty tight. You know, they're relatively small budget team for a top team in Italy. And they just have a lot of new pieces that are coming in, especially in the attack with the Ketelar and Skamaka and just like, do they mesh well? Can they get it going? And this is not a group with Sturmgras, Sporting and Rakao that you can get off to a slow start in. No, it's not. They did a, they, they got pretty lucky in terms of uh, travel though. Oh yeah. It's yeah. a pretty, it's a pretty condensed group, especially for them in particular mm-hmm. with the Portugal trip. Like yeah, that's, as far that's as not hard go. for them. It's as far as they go. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, Portugal that's we're talking about sporting here mm-hmm. um sporting I'm not quite sure what to make of. I still feel like they're the third best team in their in their league mm-hmm. um after you know breaking their streak of no uh title winning campaigns the last couple of years or in the last however many years it was they taking kind of half and full steps back in the two years since finishing third and fourth I think last year um behind Braga I believe. And but and I'm not sure that they've really improved all that much. Um but how much do they, they have lost Ugarte to improve? this summer? Yeah. Uh um, but how much did they have to improve? To I mean, this second, was not much. a team that I'm talking from a Europa no. League perspective, right? Yeah. Last year we saw them eliminate Arsenal. They've kept that back yeah. line together really well. Ignacio's yeah. still there. St. Juice. To be fair, that was the there. best they played all year for that tie. Mm-hmm. And they brought in Fresneda. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a really big signing for them. Uh I get what you're saying about the midfield question marks will be there. Yeah, they'll miss Ugarte a lot. Definitely. Uh, we also they also brought in uh, Victor Diotres mm-hmm. as well from the championship. Yeah. Who I remember that league. Tottenham player. bought Pedro Porro from them in mm-hmm. uh, in January, and Hector Bellerin was there. He's now back on Betis. Mm-hmm. I mean, even um, Ivan Fresneda looks like him. a special talent. That yeah. I think he they, he could be one of the breakout players in Europe this year, getting a little more of a spotlight mm-hmm. playing in the Europa League, but. Yeah, it'll be they'll be a tough team, and they should. They and Atalanta should be getting through this group. But I mean, Sturm Graz last year looked Sturm really Graz good. Was really fun to watch last year. Um, Raquel in the in the, no in the group stage, um, and they almost were able to chase down Salzburg in the league too. They mm-hmm. came very as close as anyone's come in a long time. Yeah. I don't know if they're quite as good this year, but I think they're probably still the second best team in in uh, in the country. So. Uh, we'll see. Red, do you think Rakow has any chance? I think they... Rakow has a chance. Rakow was pretty good in qualifying. Yeah, that's why I think they have a chance. I mean, they looked very, very solid in qualifiers they and could be within, the Champions League yeah. qualifiers as well. They could be within a shout from third here if if Sporting plays how they should. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Group E, one group with a pretty clear favorite, that yeah. would be Liverpool, uh, playing outside of the Champions League for the first time in six years. Um, they're joined by our friends Union St. Joas, quarterfinalists in this competition last year. And near champions of their of their league, uh, Toulouse joining us thanks to a, a terrific, thrilling cup campaign. Saw them 
lift uh lift their first silverware like ever mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh maybe ever uh and last another austrian team yeah um who are is not as good as Sturm Graz, but seems you know they, they're, they're more competitive than yours very competent austrian yeah, you team. know one of the more one of the more well-known austrian teams yeah pretty good pedigree this isn't this is a fun group it is um i think obviously liverpool will be favored first very but, heavily as well. But I, yeah, but I think second might be kind of a fun, like Union St. Joao's, maybe you tip as slight favorites for second, but I think Toulouse could actually put in a shout. It might be tough for them to balance uh, two, uh, you know, two fields of play, mm-hmm. given that they're only been recently promoted in the last couple of years. And before that, they were a yo-yo club. Um, you know, Redbird owns them sort of. <laughs> they had to sell yeah. part of them so that they could even participate and in change this. the ownership because of course they own well, AC yeah. Milan and you know, there's that rule where you can't have two which you can't have two uh, teams from the same owner competing under Europe. Yeah, unless one of those teams is uh really, really big. Right. Then or fuck or if you pay UEFA a lot of money. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I believe in the case of like I believe Tony Bloom changed his ownership. We should say, ironically, as well, Union Saint Joao and uh, that's it, what I was saying. Yeah. Tony Bloom changed his ownership, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. related to. So he's not like the yeah. I was just pointing out the irony of it being yeah. both of them in the same group. Yeah, yeah. Kinda... Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah, if they were. Um, well, Union uh, Saint Joao and Toulouse, the two oh, clubs that were at risk of being yeah, included yeah, yeah. because oh, that's of that. I was going to say being in the same group. Union Saint Joao is right nice if they got same group, but I guess they're in the same pot, so they couldn't have been. Yeah. Um, but. We also seen the the chairman of uh, Brentford recently uh, let go of Micheland, yeah, which he owned as well. Maybe uh, with an eye towards Europe for Brentford in the next couple of years, if they keep building, They've been knocking on the door the way they have. They finished ninth last year, um, and a point behind eighth. Mm-hmm. So Good. possible, uh, just interesting thing to keep note yeah. of. This is another group where you're really talking about a fight for second place. I mean, Liverpool should have this wrapped up after mm-hmm. four match days. Always a chance for upsets and surprises, but you think Liverpool should. So this is going to be a really fun place to go mm-hmm. um, for away days. I think that's yeah. one to look out for. They're uh, they're just like a nice success story, even though they are run by a big company now. Yeah, but they've done a nice job building with academy and with using academy. that Moneyball strategy yeah. that Red Bull is or Red Bull Redbird Red is very attached to. Yeah, and they um, they have. A good academy and they have one of the one of the one of the larger like fan catchment areas mm-hmm. in the in the country actually kind of sneakily yeah because there aren't a lot of big teams that's in that around area. the city it's more of a rugby area too yeah so they have so nice opportunity for them to to show out for their fans which probably mm-hmm. won't happen again yeah. very often uh yeah should move down to group f where we have Villarreal, ren maccabi haifa and panathinaikos pretty strong group Pretty strong group. It does feel like Villarreal and Ren should be fighting for first, and Maccabi and Panathinaikos for third. The Panathinaikos look pretty good. They this do year. look pretty good. And I think Panathinaikos could be an upset second. I think we're in a. I'm here. a little worried for the French teams as the French well. Teams they don't look good. They year. don't look good in qualifiers, no. and they all got relatively tough groups. Yeah, I feel like where we could be in a situation where none of these teams get out of the group stage, and Toulouse, I think, very realistically, could come fourth. Yeah, for sure. In their group. So this could be a rough year for the French. Yeah. I don't think well. Ren would finish fourth, but I can see Ren no. finishing behind Penathanaika. Yeah. Maccabi is pretty competitive too. Like mm-hmm. they they were pretty good in Europe last year. This is not a group with a 
whipping boy at all. No. Unlike Group G. There are no easy uh there are no easy games. Yeah. Unlike Group G, where you would expect Servette to be a bit of a whipping boy <laughs> in this one. It is unfortunate draws for them. Just getting like I think any group would have been unfortunate for them. <laughs> yeah, but they don't get teams that are really, really big outside of like Roma are big, but they're not a huge team for Europa League group. Because Roma can share any away game. <laughs> yeah. And then Sheriff and Slavia are just like teams. Yeah. Right? Roma like, will be pretty happy with this group. Mm-hmm. Servette doesn't get they don't draw the Liverpool. They don't draw the I guess Rangers would be and Ajax would be the other two that would be like huge draws for them and huge like spectacles. Roma's a pretty big draw. Roma is a decent draw, but it's not, you know, I don't think it's up there in terms of Roma like, has some of the crazy the prestige yeah. the world. Um uh, but then you know Sheriff and Slavia, two very difficult places to go play. And Roma always in danger of dropping a totally random game out of nowhere. Of course they are. And they look really weak so far to start they the year as well. They do suck. One point through three games. Mm-hmm. I think I don't I'd be super surprised if Roma didn't finish first. Um, just because they'll probably win all three of their home games. Yeah. And um, I don't. I and don't I think, think the other teams may pick be... on each other in mm-hmm. away games. Yeah. Um, I don't think ten points would be. I think ten points would be enough for first. Could in this be. Group. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I doubt. I. I think the other teams are gonna pick points off each other all day long yeah especially the 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 slavia and sheriff head-to-heads are going to be really the decider of the group um and Mm -hmm. i don't know in group h similarly this is the last group Bayer leverkusen karabag mold and hocken it's a nice hipster group too i think leverkusen should be in a similar spot to roma Mm -hmm. in this where it's like you will finish first they look better and they look great they They look look like they're going strength to strength on what javi alonso started building last year Mm -hmm. um and and Victor Boniface is going to be a top 10 striker in the world this year. I am very confident Uh, of this. Yeah. Karabag will have to see play a little bit more, I think, to get a sense of them, given how many changes they have from last year as an old team. Um, Molda and Hacken offering a little Scandinavian flair. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hacken, I bring it up every time I see Hacken that they lost to Key, because I think it's funny. Yeah. And Um, Molda beat Key. And Molda beat Key, but but barely. Barely. But is that a a sign that Molda should be above Hacken in our pecking order for this group? So I think think any of these three teams can Mm -hmm. finish second. And Um, like we said as well, Hacken losing uh, their starting striker mm -hmm. right on deadline day, Mm -hmm. going to, or not, going to Azed. Mm -hmm. That could be huge for this group where huge. the battle I'll, for a second should yeah. be pretty good. I'm going to put Molda in my mm-hmm. second place right now, um, but we'll see. Garabag could do it too. Yeah. I think Hacken finishes fourth though. I kind of agree with you, but again, not our prediction pod. We'll have mm-hmm. official ones soon. Yeah. All right. Let's go to that the conference up? league yeah. that had some, that had way more of the drama. Mm-hmm. It must be said a lot more games. So it's kind of cheating, but yeah. um, let's start with Bodo. Uh, barely getting past Sepsi of Romania, three mm-hmm. two after extra time, five four on aggregate. Um, it took a uh, they scored two early goals and looked like they'd be coasting in the home leg until Sepsi responded with two of their own soon thereafter. It took a hundred minute Pellegrino penalty, um, for Bodo to get through here. It wasn't comfortable for them, not um, at all. And you know, Bodo, we were used to the last couple of years having a really strong team. Full of upsets. I'm not sure this is this variation of the team. Like they're still pretty good, mm-hmm. but they're just not. They don't have quite the talent level, the high end talent level that they did in the last in the couple past, of years. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I like a couple of their players. Gronbeck still looks really good. Ahmad Pellegrino is still, or Ahmad Pellegrino is still very, very talented player. I mean, definitely playing above the level you expect from Bodo Glimpse. But yeah, this isn't going to be one of their classic teams. It doesn't seem. No. HJK continued the strong Nordic showing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
coming back down against Farrell Castana, um, also of Romania. Tough day for the Romanians. Mm-hmm. Uh, HJK wins 2-0 and turns the leg around, winning 3-2. Um, they move on. Breathe the Blick. Becoming the becoming first, the first Icelandic. Icelandic team. Um, more Nordics. They're also the first team to ever go from the preliminary phase of the Champions League to any group stage. That's pretty fun. Yeah. So they've been playing since July 27th, I yeah. think, was when the first game of the preliminary stage kicked off. It's pretty fun. That's a pretty fun yeah, story. Yeah, they win the leg 2-0. Um, pretty comfortable throughout, too. Never really looked like conceding. Yeah. I mean, Struga aren't a, a great competition, but they scored in the third minute and just coasted from mm-hmm. there. Uh, uh, while we're staying on the Nordics, mm-hmm. let's do a near upset in which that Braun pull near almost pulled off against Alkmaar. I say upset, but after getting the results in Alkmaar the week before, um, mm-hmm. it was very possible that they could go through. Um, and for a long time, they looked like they might. They did. They fall down two nil in the first half. Responding with one before the break of their own, uh, coming back into the game, eventually going down three two, and then an eighty second minute equalizer sends the tie the the tie to extras where they would eventually lose on penalties. Um, I have to say it feels like Alkmaar got away with one here. Absolutely, uh, you know, and now with a little reinforcement coming in on deadline day, they'll feel I think still pretty confident about themselves. But mm-hmm. um, Braun, remember. We talked about this last week, but was uh, qualified for the, this competition by virtue of the cup while mm-hmm. they were in the second tier. Yeah. So it's a pretty good, pretty nice story. Um, they looked every bit the part, and it's kind of a shame not to have a, a new team with those conditions. Yeah. To watch, you know, no offense to Alkmaar, but we did just watch them go on a deep run last <laughs> year. Would have been nice to get some fresh blood, but mm-hmm. bodes well for Browns future. Yeah. Then Fenerbahce, they beat the crap out of Twenta, which is unfortunate for the Dutch who really need to get these teams pushing. Twente just had two really fucking unfortunate conference league playoff draws back-to-back years. Remember they got Fiorentina last year? Yeah. This year they get a reloaded Fenerbahce. Yeah. Um, they obviously, I mean, they shouldn't have, they completely crumbled as we talked about last week um, mm-hmm. after getting a red, card. A red last yeah. week when they were in it and lost the tie then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it sucks for them to a little unlucky. Mm-hmm. Especially with a country fighting for that yeah. now really important fifth spot in coefficient. Yeah. Um, um let me gloss over a couple of the a couple of absolutely. the the quit the not important ones here. Gents beating Applewell pretty comfortably and going through. Victoria Pilsen doing the same to Tobel. Um and Pauk um carrying on the the, the strong Greek torch. Yeah, I mean um, they smacked hearts at home. <laughs> that was embarrassing for hearts. Um uh, Balkani holds on against B- Borisov or Bate mm. Borisov. Second straight uh conference league group stage appearance for Balkani, very impressive. Besiktas uh knocks off Dinamo Kiev for two on aggregate. Finish Vados beats the shit out of Zagreb the second consecutive week. Um, Maccabi Tel Aviv was basically already through against Kelia. Um, and Aston Villa beat the shit out of. Hibs. Yeah. And finally, Norseland also eliminating Tartizan oh, yeah. Belgrade. Well, in Norway last week, they won 5 0. Yeah. Um, really impressive showing. Continues a really good Nordic streak here in yeah. this competition. There's going to be a lot of them talking about like, the group stage. Yeah. It's been some ups and downs. I feel like each round, we're like, wow, the Nordic teams did terrible. And then, mm-hmm. wow, the Nordic teams all want, like, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see them in group stages. Well, now, why don't we hit some of the big boys that mm-hmm. uh, really struggled? 
and could have gone. Of, did you mention Aston Villa as yeah, a team did. that struggled? Yeah, <laughs> yeah only, only eight nothing. three this time instead of five last week. Yeah, um, has got his first start for Aston Villa. Mm. That was a pretty uh, under the radar signing, I think, over the summer. You know, yeah, people picking at the carcass of Leicester. Um, yeah. and Tielemans was, you know, in it about a year, year or two ago, he looked like he could be really a top player in the Premier League, and he still could be. Yeah. But um, getting the move, I think, I think Villa is a pretty good fit for him. Similar, yeah. similar profile to Give those some... Leicester teams that were finishing fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll come back then. We talk about the group stages. Yeah, well. um, um, yeah. Why don't we talk about some of these, some of the big boys getting one big I wanna, scares? What I want to mention, relatively big boy ganked. Uh-huh. Right for this competition, taking on Adana Demir Spore, pushed all the way to penalties. Yeah, one nil after regulation. Time. Yeah, and they win that five four is really tight penalty shootout as well. Demir Spore were the last team remaining, making their full European debut, first time ever, even in qualifiers. Yeah, and they're, they Demir Spore is like a big city and a pretty and like the primary club in that big city. Mm-hmm. So they also have Bayern Yang. Yeah, so which is fun. How about that? Uh, but yeah, Gank sees it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, another really tense one was Besiktas' Dinamo Kiev. Besiktas pulled that out 4-2 on aggregate, but pretty tight game. Vincent Abubakar sending them through. Uh, another just, I love the Turkish league with their, who he played for. Yeah, the, who he played for, we should do that. We should do a proper segment next week. Yeah, um, yeah we'll get Adam on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Astana gets through uh, Partizani. Um, and we'll have a Kazakhstani team in the conference groups. That's fun. Yeah. Um, Tobol didn't make it, but they did. Uh, Spardak Trnava uh, went to extra time to eliminate Dinipro, um, and they did so, I think, with the better chances. Yeah. And then um, one last game before we move on to the ones you all really want to hear about. Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're really we're testing your patience. Yeah. Legia Warsaw get through on penalties against Michelin, which is a bit of an upset Polish coming into coming... the tie, I would think it was a bit of an upset. I'm not so. I mean, this Michelin had a bad year last year. Even though they were competitive in Europe, mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, finished I think mid table. Yeah, and they're again not off to a great start as yeah, well. They're in I, a bit of a dip. This shouldn't like this was a surprise, but in hindsight, not that much of a surprise. Agreed. But then, big surprise after the first leg was Levski Sofia being even with Eintracht Frankfurt. It was 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Frankfurt come into the second game. No Cole Mouani in Just the... Just uh, sold for 90 million euro yeah. to PSG. And they... It looked like that was hurting them. It was dicey. We'll say it wasn't like Levski was threatening goal very much. Mm-hmm. Um, They only had three total shots in the game. But it took Frankfurt until the 79th minute to find the breakthrough. Some nervous moments there. Um, yeah. And you have to wonder about their strength and depth now without their talisman. Um, you know, they still have plenty of good players. Yeah. Omar um, Marmouche did not. Yeah, losing great. losing Kamada this summer too. Uh, it's not quite the team we remember. They did rotate pretty mm-hmm. heavily. I mean, I do want to say fair. as well, Kamada's replacement likely brought in more as a replacement, Elias Shkiri. Mm-hmm. He looked pretty good today as well. And then uh, Jessic Namka, I'm probably butchering that. Uh, sure. Yeah. He got both the goal and the assist. Mm-hmm. to set them up for the win he looked pretty solid um might be time to replace marmouche who was rough to watch mm-hmm. uh, he had a tough game there yeah i got made fun of on twitter for saying might levski stay in this without mm-hmm. kolomani we'll suck it yes 
Uh, yeah, it was a very tense game. Yeah, another tense game in Rijeka uh, in Croatia. Lille just about survives. Um, it was it was getting dicey for them when Smolcic uh, scored a tie-leveling goal in the 58th minute that ended up sending it to extra time. It was an even game, I have to say, quite dull. Mm-hmm. Uh, the football wasn't great. <laughs> there were not very many chances. Uh, it felt like on either side watching live. Rijeka did end up with seven shots on target, but it neither team felt like the, they, they weren't playing with very much pace. It wasn't exactly end to end. But eventually I think was Rijeka's game plan as well, because it this, worked out for them. this Lille team can really hit you with mm-hmm. some of the speed they have and the creativity they have offensively. So to kind of make it more of a choppy, slower pace game yeah. really played into Rijeka. And that's one of my concerns with Lille, just adapting to these foreign opponents who are not going to you're do, not going to yeah. you're not going to have like as in-depth scouting against them as you do week in week out in your domestic league mm-hmm. and i'm a little concerned about leo's the way they looked set up and everything performance either week um but the difference between them and rieka is that one of them has canadian superstar jonathan david yeah. one of them does not and it was jonathan david's extra time goal that sent them through to the group stage mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah, this was we'll the one it. that we'll I, they look. I remember when we were talking last week. This was the one I highlighted as like, I felt like that could have been the scariest tie, mm-hmm. even more so than Fiorentina, Rapid Vienne, who mm-hmm. Fiorentina. Fiorentina came in down after the first leg. Fiorentina love drama. What, it's just what they do. They love point. drama. Uh, yeah, they had to win by two. They had to score. They had to beat. The difference in this game had to be two for them to win. Yes. Positive. Not negative. Positive difference. Yes. Is this all making sense? This is math. Think about it. This You're is down math. one nothing, and you score once. It's level. It's level. They're not winning. They're level. So they needed two. Okay. Just making sure you guys understand. There'll be a... a I'll, I'll put my sources in the show notes mm-hmm. um, on that mathematics. But Fiorentina took a 59th minute... Uh, goal to finally equal this tie um nico gonzalez who they held on to by the scruff of their neck this window he got offers um to go yeah i mean offers that were like offers that were like 20 million below valuation brentford tried to pour some cash on it but they did well to hold on to him sounds like nico didn't really have any interest in leaving either he seemed like would you say he's their best player by far yeah yeah He's, he's definitely their best their player. Their best perfor- consistent performer, for sure. Yeah, he might be the only uh, player on the team that is a consistent yeah. player. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he ended up having a double today because of a 90th minute pen mm-hmm. that sealed the tie when it looked like it was going to extra time. Was it said, a pen? Uh, it was close. I don't know. It was close. Live, we did not get a good replay at all. Hard done. Rapid VN will feel hard done, I think. Yeah, we did not get a single good replay of that penalty shown to us on the broadcast. And live, mm-hmm. I did not think it was. But, mm-hmm. you know, if... Any Fiorentina fans out there want to send me an angle that shows it, I would gladly take it because I want Fiorentina to do well. Yeah. Kind of sucks for Rapid. You um, feel like they they put so much effort into this tie, and yeah. you got to give them a lot of credit for mm-hmm. for how well they frustrated Fiorentina across two legs. You know? Yeah, and this is coming off of last year where they had a similarly disappointing year as well. Uh, you know, So it's, again, it's just always unfortunate for the teams that draw Fiorentina or yeah. the Aston Villas in this it's round. Like, it would be like, fun to, I mean, we want, you know, good teams in the conference league that are going to play exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. So we want Fiorentina in the competition, but 
it's always fun um to have teams that mm-hmm. don't get to do a lot of european campaigning yeah um we'll miss rapid yeah i do also want to mention lucas beltron came in around the 60th minute and i think he should be transitioned into the starter for fiorentina as soon as possible yeah, I, I don't like Enzola with the setup for Italiano. Enzola a, hasn't popped, has he? No, he's a solid player. It's, I just it's don't that love the same match. issue with like Cabral, etc. Last year, where mm-hmm. they just won't, just won't happen. It's like a, it's like a Chelsea striker, you know. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, don't you don't have your shooting boots on as soon as you step out there? Yeah. Um. And Kwame made fun of Kwame him Brown. We made fun of him a lot last year. I sure did. You did uh, mostly. I did mostly. You hate Kwame. No, I hated Kone. Oh, you hated really. Kone. I'm sorry. <laughs> But Kwame, similarly frustrating year last year, he was spectacular. He made everything happen. How was Akone? Uh, Akone didn't play. Yay! <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Um, uh, let's and, do our... Well, we have one final game to talk yeah. about. All these close upsets, none of them getting it over the line, except for Club Brugge. Club Brugge. Hold off a... I mean, upset's a harsh term here. They beat Osasuna. Club Brugge, a lot more European experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in the Champions League last year, got out of the Champions League group last year, and Osasuna snuck into the Conference League by the skin of their lawyer's teeth. Uh, they, uh, it is unfortunate. Osasuna were a great story. and They were, and we, I was really looking forward to seeing them in a group stage and covering them. Mm-hmm. They don't make Europe very often. You know they have a great fan base. They made a they made the Copa del Rey final last year too, mm-hmm. uh, which sent Pamplona crazy. Um, this is one where I think the underdog is just a stronger team right now. I don't know if somehow. that's true, but I do think there's something to the European pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, because Osasuna here went up two nil to flip this tie on its head, and for a while they were going through for about twenty minutes, um, and looked fairly comfortable too like didn't look under super serious threat of conceding and it looked like a really professional and uh brave performance mm-hmm. um but then a really quick double fire from club Brugge turns the like back around it's a great response from them in the second and it turns out to be the winners from Scott Olsen who's um, a great player I mean our Danish friend I- I thought it was weird when he moved to club Brugge from Bologna but yeah. man he is tearing it apart there it's Really putting his name out there. Yeah, and he's still only what? What is he? Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, he's been around for so long. Doesn't feel well. like, doesn't feel like he's twenty three. He debuted in twenty seventeen. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. For so, Norschland. Yeah, I wonder if he's uh, he's already got four goals in uh, in the Belgian league this year too mm-hmm. in four games. Yeah. So maybe something. Uh, maybe an even bigger move is in his future in the next two mm-hmm. years or so. Um, yeah. The other goal coming from Tiago Rodriguez, twenty two year old Brazilian, um, who started up front for them. It's uh it's always a, a matter of young Belgians and Dutch, etc. Mm-hmm. Um Rodriguez is Brazilian, but um they we have our, our Canadian friend Tejan Buchanan started and right back. Um he's got two goals already this season for them. Um so they're a fun I mean they'll be a fun team to cover. Yeah, they have um, a lot of promising just, young players just as well. They can't do a club spotlight on Osasuna, which I was gonna Yeah, we could still do one. Yeah, it's not as fun if they're not in a yeah, group. It stage. is a significantly less fun. I'll just have to get seventh again next year. Yes. Possible. We need to see him back. Yeah, shame. But yeah, I guess we should move on to the group stage now. Yeah, right. Uh, the draws were also on Friday for the Conference League, and Group A is going to feature conference or qualifying stars. Key Klotsvik, they're you know drawn what? into Group A. We we're wondering if Key. We we're really hoping they'd get a big team that would have to go travel to the Faroe Islands, mm-hmm. and we just about got that done, didn't we? 
yeah, I mean, Lille definitely the smallest of the big teams in this competition, but that's still they got one of the big teams yeah. who are going to go to the Faroe Islands, and that's going to be great for the people there. So part one. No, okay. no, I this is alphabetical. Okay, okay. okay. I, was, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know, because they're champions of the league. And no, yeah, no, it's, it's alphabetical. Yeah, okay, cool, 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 cool. This is this is in hot order. Cool, 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 cool. Um, but yeah, they're also drawn alongside Sloven Bratislava and Olympia Olympia Ljubljana, and I think yeah. there's a chance for Key to get a win in this oh, group. Oh yeah, yeah. He might be the are, third best team in this group. <laughs> yeah, Olympia Ljubljana are pretty small as well. Yeah, uh, they might be the third best team in this group, and they could beat Slovan, mm-hmm. especially if they if they get results at home. If they can get two wins and a draw at home, which is totally possible, then they're totally or even just two wins. They can get yeah. six points from those three games. They're in, they could really uh, a couple of waypoints, and all of a sudden, boom, they're going to a knockout. Boom, yeah. boom, boom, and all of a sudden, boom, boom. Uh, Roma they, get eliminated in the Europa League. They have to go to. This would be really fun rounds. to see. I really hope Jonathan David starts. Oh yeah. Uh it's just be really fun for them to have to schlep out there. Um, even poor like Olympia Lubiana, who's that's like, a How long, the fuck are we gonna commute there? That's a long trip. They're like, we don't have money for this. Speaking of long commutes, in group B, you have Brithablik mm-hmm. from Iceland and Maccabi Tel Aviv. They're separated by over five thousand kilometers. That's a good one. That's a really good one. That is so far. Making that journey twice in yeah. three months, too. Oh man. That's about as far as you could possibly go in, yeah. in UEFA. The only thing that's further is Kazakhstan. Yeah, Astana, who I was really hoping would be drawn in there. Yeah, as well. wouldn't that be funny? But they get Ghent, who are gonna have to go to both extremes. Yeah, and and sucks uh, for Ghent. Zoya Luhansk, who yeah, lots of road days for them. Yeah, this is a fucking brutal travel group. Um, just is Iceland is hard, Israel is hard. It's just it's and the mess. other two are already pretty disparate within Europe as well. Yeah, Ghent and uh, this is Soria. a classic. This is a classic mm-hmm. conference league, yeah, uh, <laughs> conference league experience. Yeah, and then typically the toughest travel is whatever group Astana's in. But mm-hmm. This time they stayed pretty Eastern European. Good for them. They get drawn against Dinamo Zagreb, Victoria Pilsen, and Balkani. So that's a kind of fun group. Zagreb and Pilsen will definitely be happy with the draw. I'd say. Uh, and Astana. Well, no slouch. No. And Astana will probably be happy as well that they don't have to go to Western Europe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's still a bitch to go to Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no matter where you're from. so vast and empty, too, that it's really hard to. It's not. Yeah, it's a long trip. Yeah. Uh, it's not just flying into the airport and then you have to drive. Group D is a really tough group. Yeah, as hard as you could possibly imagine in this uh, mm-hmm. in this competition. You have Besiktas, Bodo Glimt, Brugge, mm-hmm. so a lot of bees, and then Lugano, a lot of bees uh, uh, as well. Four very tough teams. Yeah, four teams that four bees. Yeah, well, three bees, four bees. Lugano has a silent B. Oh yeah, at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Blugano. Blugano. But these are four teams that I would have predicted to get out of a group before the draw. Yeah, these are all four teams that I think. Were sure. knockout teams, so it's tough I, going for Lugano. Yeah, I think Lugano are probably the odd man out for sure in the battle. Are. But I mean, I think any of the other three could get through. Yeah. Could get through first. I think probably Bruga tentatively put as I would favorite. put Bruga and Besiktas. Yeah, as the two just, teams. Just Bogo, Bogo doesn't look as good as. Yeah. But also tough hope. travel as well. Besiktas is kind of far away from the rest of the teams, and Bodoglint are very far north. Very far north. Could and it gets cold. It gets very. Exactly, Bodo is not that cold though. We looked it's coastal, up last yeah, it stays yeah. pretty temperate. It stays more temperate than you'd think. Yeah. Um, another group with some tough teams in it, 
Az at Alkmaar, Aston Villa headlining group E. Alkmaar will be super bummed to get Villa in their yeah. group. Legia Warsaw will be even more bummed. Yeah. Because they have to play both of them. And, and Drinsky will be the most bummed. <laughs> I think Drinsky will honestly be happy about this. They're probably unlikely to get out of any of the yeah, groups. Yeah, that's true. And now they get Aston Villa and Az. That's TB money. And Legia, Legia is like not bad. Like Legia is going to have a crazy home atmosphere. Um, and that's a dangerous place for Villa and Alkmaar to get complacent. Mm-hmm. They could t- easily drop points there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the those Villa Alkmaar games should be pretty good too. And then Group F, where the favorites are likely uh, not the favorites, the pot one team Ferencvaros got really unfortunate yeah. drawing Fiorentina and Genk and Kukuriki. That's tough. That is a tough a good group, group of teams. That's a really good group. Ferencvaros will probably be the most upset team. Yeah, I still the think trust. they're probably favorites for second. I would take Gank over them, yeah, personally. I but tr- I don't trust Gank in Europe. Yeah, um, I, I think whoever gets the lucky result against Fiorentina, because somebody will beat Fiorentina in this group, probably in Florence, probably in Florence, <laughs> and probably by like six. And it'll probably be Kukuriki. Yeah, um, I do want to mention uh, Fiorentina as well. Sofian Amrabat did sign for Manchester United finally, finally, and Jesus Christ. should have got off the pot. Am I yeah, right? I mean, but they've been playing without him to start the year, and for the most part. They've looked decent. They still look good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their midfield Trust is. Trusting Yeah. Midfield still looks very strong with Artur Not coming the country, in. Just the man. Just the man. Uh, I think it'll be if Lucas Beltran is a Syria quality. Carlos Beltran. You say Lucas of Beltran. the Mets fan. Yeah. Like, what is Carlos Beltran doing there? If he's a Syria quality striker, I think that puts Fiorentina right back in the final. Yeah. It could Unless be. they draw like frankfurt or aston villa yeah we'll see who drops down to the europa league but mm-hmm. from the europa league but yeah he they're i mean yeah, again they're one of two, two clear three, favorites, three I, clear I would favorites. say i would put frankfurt in that group sure yeah. and fenerbahce maybe yeah um, yeah fenerbahce look really really strong speaking of frankfurt they're in group g alongside aberdeen hjk and palk yeah and, they did pretty well for themselves yeah they're very happy with this <laughs> those are weaker groups this is palker relatively tough team but yeah i'd say pauk are probably my favorites for not second. spectacular for a second pot team no no i'd and, take i'd say they're favorites for second but aberdeen will be happy with this they might actually have a chance mm-hmm. to, they could uh, get four points they could get they yeah i mean Aberdeen could be competitive who knows yeah. and uh, hjk with the artificial turf oh great look very out. tricky look out very tricky don't look let out. don't let joseph that's why colomani moved yeah he, he said i'm face, not doing it he couldn't face a day on the artificial turf mm-hmm um and then, let's wrap it up in group h then yeah we have fenabacha highlighting it followed by ludogorets spartak Trnava, and norschland and oh, yeah, i are. think norschland will win this group oh because, i love like, that take I, Fener- they're definitely going through that's they should they definitely should. go through from what the from the evidence we've seen in qualifying they look really tasty right now mm-hmm. they're the new bodo yeah um, they are the new bodo and they've been great in the danish league as well mm-hmm. uh, top of the league alongside Copenhagen. yeah they scored are, 18 goals in five and six I mean, games they're going to be so fun to watch yeah in this group. they look like they look like they're coming for them i think Fenerbahce should should will still finish first just mm-hmm. on the basis of talent but i think i think Nordland will win all their home games and they brought back andre sherlock as well who oh, uh, that's a huge prospect who was sent to benfica but couldn't really get into Isn't the team Sherlock like 45 Sherlock, Schuldrop. Oh, I think you said Sherla. Schuldrop. Remember Sherla, the German international? Yeah, I was doing a bit. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, this guy, he's one of the most high-profile wonderkins. Wonderkind. Yeah, it's out a, there a right wee, now. A wee lad. Yeah, only nineteen. A wee lad. And he's already got 
Norway U21 caps. Yeah, where do you think he's? Where who do you think he's going to buy him? Uh, well, Benfica own him. So oh, Benfica, somebody him. for yeah, eighty yeah. million in two years, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, right, Benfica but, are pretty good at that. Yeah, Just, Chelsea overpay, oh, and he yeah. never ends up playing for him. No, it's the team who like scouted him for years. Yeah, um, and decided that he was perfect for their upcoming coming system. And then Chelsea will blow it up and buy him for a hundred million, yes. where he won't fit, and he'll fall out of the team in three years. Exactly. Fucking Chelsea. <laughs> At least we don't have to talk about them in Europe this year. Yeah, and maybe not even next year, the way things are going. Yeah. So, but yeah, that rounds up the Conference League with our great discussion of Chelsea. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Team not playing in the competition. Hard, hard to avoid the topics of Chelsea and Saudi in the in the current footballing landscape. It really they're is. They're both destroying the, <laughs> the, the transfer market. Yeah. But yeah, this, I mean, this is a really strong conference league. Season. Yeah, I'm looking I forward think, to it. I think these teams already look significantly stronger than last year's batch. I uh, agreed. I feel like there's last year felt like West Ham and Fiorentina were pretty far away from everyone else, given Villarreal's relative struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, again, we're going to see just a lot stronger teams in this competition. I feel like we could see a lot more upsets this year. Deeper, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who will be this year's Basel as well. Yeah. Making the surprise run. Someone who struggled to even get in the competition. Mm-hmm. So, Astana. Yeah. Astana. I could see it. Astana, that's a tough place to go. Sure is. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, why don't we wrap it up today? Um, next week, as promised, we will do a, uh, a more complete breakdown of these groups, complete with everyone's favorite predictions we love predictions um, and then we'll be okay. on an international break but we'll have some more content you for you coming um and as we gear up to the start of the europa and conference league proper yeah. the group stage is just a few weeks away folks what do you know what day those kick off oh i was hoping you did because i oh. avoided saying it because i don't remember i know i could tell you avoided saying yeah, it yeah. so no one had to bring it up in front of everybody. yeah they kick off on the 21st so we're 19 days away 19 days away Set Long your time. calendars. It's Long two time. weeks off uh, for the international break. Two and a half. Um, yeah, why don't we uh, – we got to pick somebody to, to cheers to. We, we never have one ready. Yeah, we really should start planning these cheers we out. We have no one ready. Why do we not wrong with this? us? Uh, who pulled the biggest – Oh, uh, Cool Brugge. Yeah. Who is a uh, – I feel like it's we not a, It's not – what's his name? Uh, From last English? year? Yeah, um – who totally flopped there? Why are we struggling? To uh, Scott Parker. Yeah, thank you. It's not Scott. Let's choose no. Scott Parker. <laughs> it's Ronnie Ronnie Dila. Ronnie Dila is there now. Wow. He came in from Standard Liège, former for formerly New York City FC manager. Wow. I was wondering where I recognized him from. Oh, he must have won the title with NYCFC then, because yeah. he won the title in that window, right? Yeah. Uh, hey. So you can also see him celebrating with Celtic. He's in a title photo. He actually really strong pedigree as well. Good for him, Celtic broad Strum good set. You can't uh, just gloss over Broad like anybody knows who the fuck that is. You know, Celtic Broad. Dude, he managed Broad in 2005 uh-huh. while playing for Vikings. What the fuck is Strom's gut set? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, did he manage this team while playing for another team? No way. Maybe Maybe they're he a lower played for team. Viking. Yeah, they're in the third tier, and Viking are obviously a first division side. But no, no, no. Well, probably because he, he probably came in the summer. Oh, well, he was. In between, yeah, 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 yeah. In between his playing period, that's, that's so weird. That's amazing. Anyway, that. he deserves a cheers for sure. Yeah. So cheers, Ronnie Dila. Cheers, Ronnie. We probably should know him better, given he managed Celtic and NYC. I know. But... I know. So that shows you how little attention I pay to the MLS. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ron. 
Uh, we'll see you in the conference league. Cheers. Cheers.